You're listening to the Redeemer London podcast. For more information, visit our website at redeemerlondon.org. You hear me? I'm switched on. Fantastic. If you've got a Bible, I'd love it if you could turn in the Old Testament to a book, 1 Chronicles and chapter 4. 1 Chronicles and chapter 4. Obviously, in this uh, morning when we're celebrating family and uh, children, I felt God uh, take me to these verses very clearly. I'm always very nervous of, of preaching from, t- I'm only going to read two verses, and so I just want to try and think of the big picture. Before we get into this, the, the author, we're not totally sure, we think it could have been a scribe, Ezra, who wrote the book, actually was writing this, this big story, and, and the first probably nine or ten chapters was all about Genesis through to restoration, and then the second half of the story was there's going to be a king coming. And so the book really is starting saying that everything was created perfectly, but it all got messed up, but this king is going to come and bring some hope. That's the big picture. The other thing that I just want to say about this is, is this author uh, skips loads of details. So if some of you have read the Bible before, you know that David uh, had an affair with a girl called Bathsheba, but that's not recorded in this book, although the life of David is. David had some trouble with his son Absalom, that's not recorded in this, because he only recorded things that he really wanted you to hear. So I think that's really important when we read verses like this, because that's what the author was like. So I'm going to read 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm, so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. I'm going to pray. Father, we do pray that you'd speak to each one of us. Lord, we come and we say we love you. We love the fact that you're alive and you engage with us right here, right now. We thank you it's not some dead thing we're just reading. This book is living. We so long that it would speak to each one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Who is Jabez? What do we know about Jabez? Yeah, I I chose not to read the whole chapter because if you glanced up, if you've got a Bible in front of you, you'd understand there's lots of words that I couldn't pronounce. I mean, there was just a list of names. There are 40 names just in this chapter. There's 500 names just in this section. Don't count them. Stay with me. Sometimes I can feel like you get to the Bible and it's a little bit like, you know, kids, I don't know if you've ever seen these books that kids have, Where's Wally? There's this one little character and it's hidden in there somewhere, but you've got to try and dig some stuff out. I probably feel a little bit like that this morning, trying to work out about Jabez. What do we know about this character? There's three things that I'm going to say about Jabez, three very simple things. The first is, it's about pain. We know that his name means pain. Second thing is we know that he prayed. It's about prayer. And thirdly, we see this provision of God. 
So what do we know about him even in this pain? Well, actually, we know that Jabez lived in southern Israel. We believe that he was the tribe of Judah. We could read that there. And we believe that this was the time of the judges. So there was no king in Israel. That's the thing that we probably, the three facts that we know. We then try and make some assumptions, which we don't have a clue for. Why was he more honorable than his brothers? I mean, if that was me, I would want that recorded. The one thing Pete did really well, I've got two brothers, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but he did, but that is not recorded. People try and work it out. In fact, there's a place named after Jabez in Judges 2.55, which is where the scribes lived. And so some have tried to say, oh, Jabez was probably a very intellectual. He was, he was great at learning. We don't know that. It's an assumption. In fact, others have said actually he was probably more honorable, not because of what he did, but because of the fact that he kneeled in prayer. It's an assumption. We don't know that. What do we know about Jabez? He caused his mother pain. That's it. I trained to be a primary school teacher. When I was in the sixth form of my secondary school, before I was due to go off to college, I went back to my primary school to try and do some work experience. My headmaster said to me, you're the second worst pupil this school has ever had. I felt slightly aggrieved, you know what I'm saying, who was the worst? I remember causing my mother pain. I remember being at school at the age of seven. Parents' evening. My mother goes up to the teacher, and the teacher says, I make him stand in the corner with his hands on the head, and he just makes the class laugh. I don't know what to do with him. To which my mother replied, hit him. (laughs) I caused my mother pain. I'm aware of that. But she didn't name me Jabez. Matthew Henry, who's a commentator on this, it's just the thoughts of a man, he tried to bring a a nice twist to it and say, well, actually, what what really happened is uh, the mother named this so that every time she looked at pain, she'd say, thank you, God, you brought me through it. I think that's fairly gracious. He said, if it wasn't that, maybe the other reason that it was named pain is so that actually he could remember how much he owed his mum. We do not No. Names today are chosen for so many reasons. The number one boy's name in London is Mohammed this year, which I guess most would assume is dictated by faith. My grandfather's generation, it was Ronald or Horace. I don't tend to see many of those today. My generation, it was Peter. I'm glad to see it snuck in there. My son's generation, it was Joshua. He had four Joshuas in his class. Thing is, if you don't like your name today, you can change it. You know, by deed poll, it costs £33. This may be one takeaway that some of you will do. You can change your name. 85,000 people changed their name last year in this country by deed poll. One changed their name to... Bacon double cheeseburger. I assume they weren't a vegetarian, but I don't know. I've not met the person. This is absolutely true. Somebody changed their name last year to Happy Birthday. Can you imagine that? 
every day going to work. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, thank you. Where's my present? <laughs> In the days of Jabez, names weren't taken that lightly. People were given a name almost as a prediction, almost as a prophecy, almost as something that's going to shape you. So in the Bible, it wasn't just, oh, 33 quid and a couple of clicks and you change your name. In the Bible, it's almost like this is a statement about you. Jacob, he was a character in the Bible. He was a twin. When he came out of the womb, it says literally he was, he was grabbing his brother's heel. Jacob means grabber. You see, because he'd been born grabbing, they named him that. And if you read the life of Jacob, he was always grabbing for something that wasn't his. If you read in the Bible about King David, he named his son Solomon. Solomon means peace. Solomon's reign was peaceful, expanded. It's almost like they'd spoken this word over him, and it happened in his life. What about Jabez? What does Jabez mean? Well, you can all tell me. It means he causes or will cause pain. I was accused this morning of having been kissed by a woman other than my wife. I have a mark on the side here, and someone said, oh, I think you've still got lipstick on your face. <laughs> I went for my first ever day of paintballing yesterday, and I got that through the mask. <laughs> That's small pain. This week I was also in Barcelona and I saw the flowers and the candles that had been left following the tragic event. That's the other extreme of pain. I guess for most of us, we try and hide our pain. Most of us, if we're parents, you want to put on the nice shots, don't you, of being on the beach or having an ice cream together. You don't tend to put on, here's a picture of me at four o'clock in the morning and I've still not slept. Or this is my fifth soiled nappy of the day that I'm getting through. Are you aware of your pain? Rejection that you felt. Disappointment that you carried. Being overlooked. Being in debt. Feeling lonely you see we try and hide our pain in so many different ways can be success if i could just achieve it could be drink i watched a bit of a documentary last night on whitney houston what an incredible voice and yet tried to numb the pain a whole life with drugs opera winfrey the talk show host says the struggle of my life created empathy. I could relate to pain, being abandoned, having people not love me. She was almost saying, I recognize there's pain and therefore it's helped me to connect with somebody else. Whereas Jim Carrey, the comedian, says my focus is to forget the pain of life. Forget the pain. Mock the pain. Reduce it and laugh. What about you? How do you cope with the pain in your life. Jabez couldn't run from it. Every time somebody called his name, he would be reminded of it. Now what I find absolutely fascinating about Jabez is he's not re recalled for, for his industry, for what he achieved. He is recalled for the fact that he prayed. 
Jabez was a man of prayer. I'm thinking this morning about parenting. It's great to value what our kids do. Don't try and guess what the picture is. I made that mistake many times. Oh, isn't that a lovely um, um, monster? No, no, it's mummy. Oh, I'm really sorry. (laughs) Just say, tell me about your picture. That's the easy way out of that one. It's great to attend school events. It's great to be involved with them and not just to leave them on technology. The reality is so many of us as parents, we have dreams for our children. I used to be a primary school teacher. It was amazing because every parent you met believed that their child was slightly better than the average. Nobody walked in the classroom and said, mine's Einstein, but they all thought they were a little bit better than average. We all have dreams and aspirations about what they're going to do. And yet Jabez was known not for what he did, but for the fact that he prayed. I still believe that prayer is powerful today. Please, everybody face this way. We believe in prayer. It wasn't just a kind thought for Matt and Sarah this morning. We believe in a God who answers prayer. Why why do we do these, these handbooks? If you open it, you find inside this little card, which actually says, he hears my prayers. We'd love you to write on there a prayer request or an answer to prayer. We want to say, oh God, what a privilege it is to pray. If you're a parent, I urge you, pray for your kids. Pray for them regularly. We can look at the prayer that was prayed here. We know that he covers four things. He covers this, bless me, enlarge my territory, let your hand be with me. And keep me from pain and harm. I guess you could say that's divided into the physical and the spiritual. On the physical, it was about territory and it was about pain. And on the spiritual, it was about blessing and the hand of God being with him. Basically, he was saying, God, would you bless me and protect me? Again, totally different understanding of what the word bless means to today. The only time I ever hear bless, really, if I'm totally honest, is if somebody sneezes. They go, oh, bless you. In those days, you were looking for supernatural favor, something undeserved and well beyond anything you could achieve on your own. That's what a blessing meant. I say it again, supernatural favor, something undeserved and well beyond anything you could achieve on your own. So what he was saying is, God bless me. It's something from you that I don't deserve. It's something I could never achieve. What I love about this prayer is he doesn't tell God when, where, how. He chooses to trust God. Oh, that you would bless me. Are you a prayer? Many would have seen the image of Bear Grylls and Barack Obama just about to go into the wilds when they prayed together. What do you pray for? I was thinking through the Bible and there's so many answers to prayer that you could share. People being released from prison, people being healed, peace coming, relationships being stored, comfort coming, provision, miraculous provision. Do you know what I find probably the saddest thing about this chapter? 
I wonder what the others could have had said about them if they'd prayed. You see, Jabez, in this list of names that I can't pronounce, prays out, God answers it, and they move on. I think, oh God, what have I not got because I've not asked? John Wesley, he was a, uh, a preacher in the Church of England. He was so committed to telling people the good news that he preached outdoors because he, he just wanted more and more people to hear, and so he ended up having to form another church, the Methodist Church. He used to say this, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. Wow. I think, golly, you know... I think I was going to hold out a 50-pound note this morning, say, anyone want to come and get it? But I know what you guys are like. I've never kept a 50-pound note, so I've decided not to do it. But sometimes I feel that God has got armfuls of stuff that we never get because we don't go to him. I know that you know, I hide it well, but my kids are leaving home. My last one leaves in two weeks' time to go to university. The reality is right here, right now, he could ask for Nando's every day and he'd get it. <laughs> but I'm so confident he'd be gaming on the computer that my money's safe. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? What could you get if you asked? But we don't ask. So often that's the case, isn't it? We don't stop. We don't humble ourselves. We don't call out to God. You see, what we see in the story is that he gets this provision. Why? Because throughout the whole Bible, we're aware that there is a God who wants to know, be known and to know us. He wants to communicate. I love this. Let's not treat God as just some list out there. Oh, maybe some cosmic being or something. God wants to know us and be known by us. This picture of the, the hand of God, I don't know what you think about when you think the hand of God. My generation, we think national lottery, if we're really honest. You know, that was the hand. It, it could be you. There was almost this maybe some lady luck. But that's not true. The hand of God is a picture in the Bible of the presence and the involvement of God. When Joshua has got into the promised land, he was the one that took over from Moses who got the people out of Egypt and slavery Joshua, he tells them all again about, do you remember we crossed the Red Sea? Why was he saying that? Well, it says in Joshua 4, verse 24, he did this so all the peoples of the earth might know the hand of the Lord is powerful, so you might always fear the Lord. That there was this understanding, God is able. It's not Pete's hand, it's God's hand. This was something picked up as well by one of the prophets. Prophets were people that sort of almost told the truth and applied it to the people and even to the future. They spoke from God. Isaiah was a big prophet in terms of the amount recorded in the Bible. Isaiah 59, he's trying to bring some hope to a people that are concerned. And what does he say? He's saying, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short. You know, this is sort of center of the hand of God. God is able God is able. That's true even in the New Testament. The New Testament is written after the life and death of Jesus Christ. 
the early church following the death of Jesus, his resurrection, departing for heaven. They're left, and the disciples have got this job to do. And it tells us in Acts 11, the Lord's hand was with them. Do you believe that? Do you know that you do not have to parent alone? God's hand is with you. Isn't that amazing? You don't have to do life on your own. This is what it's saying. You see, God understood that Jabez is made for more than pain. God understood that. God understood this. He believed there's plans and purposes for each one of us. We must be those who don't settle where we are, but cry out to God, believe for more and better. I don't want to push the analogy too far. I'm aware we're thinking about family and children this morning. But I would say this, if you only take little steps in life, then you don't need God. But if you live your life with such an adventure that unless God gets involved, you won't succeed, then you will cry out to him and it will be totally different. You see, God is not limited by us. The danger, I think, so often is as Christians, we think God works through us, so he's limited by what we're able to do. But I believe that God works in association with us so that we can reflect all He is able to do. That's a very different way of looking at it. Bruce Wilkinson, he's a Christian teacher and author. I read his book this week just on these two verses. It says, our God specializes in working through normal people who believe in a supernatural God who would do his work through them. You see, ultimately, God is able to turn a curse into a blessing. This guy was under a curse and God blessed him. As I said, this whole book tells a bigger story. And I believe that that is true right throughout the Bible. I believe that just as we can see Jabez was in pain, we're in pain, whether we acknowledge it or not. Often sin has caused pain in our life. It affects ourselves so that we have guilty consciences. It affects our community so that we fall out with one another. It affects us connecting to God because we feel ashamed of what we've said and done. Sin results in pain. That's the message of the Bible. But the beautiful message of the Bible is this, that God has made provision. That was the Father's plan, to send Jesus to the cross. The price has been paid Your guilt has been removed. Incredible, isn't it? So what's the prayer? The prayer is that you receive it by grace. It is not something you can earn. As we were saying when we were doing the dedication, Joe is a lovely lad, but we're not saying he's a Christian. By faith, he needs to believe himself. And that's true for each one of us. If we really want to know the forgiveness of God, we have to make our own choice. We choose to follow God and then to get baptized. 
See, the message of the Bible is this, that pain has, has it's almost it's infected society. That is sin. You could feel it when I was in Barcelona. But God has provided for us. It says in Philippians, this was Paul writing to a letter to the church in Philippi. My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ. Because of Jesus Christ, he can meet all our needs. We're not just, I'm not just standing up here beginning of a new term going, rah, 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 we can do it. I'm standing here going, rah, 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 he can do it. And that's a totally different song. And I think the danger is sometimes we can think, oh, maybe. We have so many gifted people in this church. I, I, so, I, I still can't understand how you can sing and drum. I struggle to clap and sing at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when they say start moving, that's it. I can't even clap. You know, I need some of you to help me here. We've got gifted people here. Am I confident in them? No, I'm confident in God. He is more than able. So what's the prayer you have to pray? It's this. It should be coming up here. Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. You may just want to think, what are some of those? Please forgive me. I now turn from everything that I know is wrong. Thank you, you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you, you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That radically changes. On holiday, I really enjoy having a bit of time to read. I've been reading a book that I probably read first 20 years ago called Run, Baby, Run. It's the story of a gangster in New York. I mean, this was an 18-year-old guy that was well out of control. I would imagine murdered, although he doesn't want to give too many details away. Very violent. But suddenly comes this point of, of discovering this preacher, a guy called David Wilkinson. Tells him about the love of God. He was running from pain. You see, what happened with this guy, Nicky Cruz, is his, his parents, hadn't lo- he hadn't felt love from his parents. So he just felt pain, and he literally ran. His parents sent him to New York, and he escaped. He was, he was constantly running in this fear and this pain. Until actually he discovered from David Wilkinson that there was a God who loved him. Phenomenal chapter where they were saying that he got some of the gang members loaded up all their guns and, and all these weapons that they had and, and went to the police station and they're panicking. Oh no, we've got 25 gang members here, help! And they're just loading up all this ammo and said, We've changed. You see, peace came because of the provision of God. Totally changed him around. That's why I'm going to encourage us all to pray this blessing over ourselves. You see, I believe there is power in this. I don't believe that this was just, oh, it's a couple of verses that he didn't quite know what to do. He got lost on a tangent. You know what I'm saying? No, I believe he wrote this in a purpose for us. 
So I'm going to encourage us all, whether you acknowledge your pain, whether you pray to God, whether you've accepted his provision for you or not, I'm going to encourage us all, why don't we speak this out and see what God does? So why don't we stand? Let's just stand where we are. And I've got the, uh, the blessing coming up here, the prayer of Jabez. And rather than me just say it, I would love us all to say it. And we're going to go through it twice. So let's say it together. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. 